So, just when you thought that, no, it surely can't get any more embarrassing, it gets more embarrassing. Welcome back to another edition of Podcasts from the Edge with me, Peter Bruce. It's good to be talking to you. The embarrassing is the inability of the state to understand the link between the optics of its behavior and, in this case, the value of the rand. In spite of all the evidence showing that our growing ties with Russia are adding to the normal market and economic pressures of the rand, which is volatile in the best of cases, but which now languishes well below 19 rand to the dollar, the following note appeared on social media on Monday, on official note paper. It said the following, Ministry, State Security, Media Statement, 22 May 2023. The Minister in the Presidency, Kumbuzo Nchaveni, will attend the, in- the international meeting, both international meeting capitalized, of high officials, high level officials responsible for security matters from 23 to 25 May in Russia. This annual meeting will discuss trends in the international security situation, including global food security. Furthermore, Minister Kombuzo and Chaveni will engage with relevant authorities on matters material to the initiatives announced by the president by President Cyril Ramaphosa of the African Leaders Peace Mission to Russia and the Ukraine. In addition, the minister has sent a team of high-level officials to the Ukraine in preparation of the peace meeting. Now you have to ask yourself, what a South African intelligence minister is doing at a meeting, we can presume, of Russian and allied intelligence ministers. We are not told where, nor what issues are meant by, quote, general trends in the international security situation. She follows um, a a well-beaten path. Um, The head of the South African army was just there to discuss combat readiness with his Russian counterparts. Uh, More recently, uh, uh, the ANC sent a delegation to to, uh, talk to the United Russia Party. This is Vladimir Putin's party, which has links to far-right anti-immigration, anti-black, really, parties in Germany and uh, and Austria, um, led by uh, Obed Bapella, who is the ANC International Relations Subcommittee Deputy Chair and Deputy Public Enterprises Minister, and Alvin Bortes, the Deputy Foreign Minister, or a Deputy Foreign Minister. Um, obviously, we've just had naval exercises with the Russian Navy. We've offloaded... Um, Munitions, and the Americans say we unloaded munitions to a Russian ship in a an official South African naval base. Uh, and last year, uh, the Defense Minister Tandi Modise was in Moscow for the tenth Moscow Conference on International Security. So, uh, our cozying up to to Russia is um, not a figment of your imagination; it's very real. Um, and and it's a thing. Um, and what I enjoyed about uh, uh, um, Inchavini's statement, pompous as it they always are from her, um, I thought of telling that uh, um, she was in Moscow making preparations for the African Peace Initiative to be taken there um, uh, and to Kiev in Ukraine next month by Ramaphosa. But she's merely sent high-level officials, whoever they might be, 
to do the same thing in Kiev. I wonder what their names are. And Shevenyu also lets her slip for Russia's show in her statement by calling Ukraine the Ukraine, words designed to make the country sound as if it is part of something bigger. You wonder what that might be. How Enchevenia ever got to be intelligence minister in the first place remains a mystery. She was extremely poor at small business, completely flattened the post office at communications. And even though she has the cover now of being a minister in the presidency since Ramaphosa brought domestic and foreign intelligence into his office, I guarantee you she's bound to get, to get herself into a public mess at some stage before her term is up. Um, what I really wanted to talk about there was the Ramaphosa Pishin initiative briefly. On the face of it, you know, kind of a good thing, well meant and so on. Uh, on the other face of it, uh, because it's a two-faced beast, um, this thing, uh, this is one, an opportunity for Ramaphosa to, you know, f- to take um, a spotlight, I suppose, off him and South Africa for a while. Uh, the absolute catastrophe that his government is turning out to be. Um, uh, we now have an outbreak of cholera um, uh, near Pretoria. It's just absolutely, absolutely shocking. But anyway, I'll come back to South Africa once we've been to Russia. Um, and obviously an opportunity for the Russians to be seen to be talking earnestly with the leaders of whole countries from a whole continent about ending a war they started in the first place. Um, check out Ramaphosa's team. There's, there's him. President of South Africa has not voted once at the United Nations in over a year to indicate that it has any objection whatsoever to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And then there's Ramaphosa's close friend Yari Museveni, president of Uganda for going on almost 40 years now, and who's recently bravely fought for the right to imprison or kill people because they're gay. Denise Sassoon-Gueso has been running Congo-Brazzaville for 26 years. Maki Saul has been president of Senegal since 2012 and is considering a third term. The Egyptian leader Abdel Fattah el-Sisi runs an autocracy possibly even more cruel than Museveni's. The group is at least going to include the Zambian leader, uh, Hakainde Hichilema, who by all accounts is a good human. Of the six, only Zambia and Egypt voted in the UN General Assembly um, uh, to condemn the Russian invasion at the start of the war. The rest of the team abstained. And it's really hard to think what a Ukrainian leader is going to make of a bunch of people who've not even been able to bring themselves to even criticize the actual physical breaching of the borders of a sovereign country by its neighbor and the daily murder of thousands of its citizens. The very activist abstention here is hostile in a situation where the injustice is so obvious, so loud, so near, um, and so cruel. Ramaphosa may try to philosophize as much as he likes about you know, NATO being the actual cause of the invasion or drone on about the emergence of a multipolar world and the end of American hegemony. But the good folk of Bakhmut or Kharkiv, if they've somehow survived, know what the sound of a Russian cruise missile does to your body and your mind when it hits your neighbor's house. 
If I were Volodymyr Zelensky, the Ukrainian leader, I'd take them all to the front line for their peace talks, see what being shelled by the Russians feels like. He might as well. There have been a few peace attempts, but they all stall at the right place. The Ukrainians, quite rightly, want their country back, including the Donbass and now including Crimea. To imagine you could get them to accept anything less, after all they've been put through, as somehow the price of peace, quote-unquote, is naive and borderline insulting. But that must be what Ramaphosa genuinely has in mind. Otherwise, why bother? I know he has a reputation as a negotiator, but what's there to negotiate here? That Ukraine never joins NATO or the EU? Not in a thousand years. Try again. Let's hope in Chauveni's high-level team of officials, and I really am trying not to laugh here, find high-level Ukrainian officials to talk to so they can at least prepare such officials for the absolute inanity they are going to be forced to endure while the African team is in town. Ramaphosa and his peace team are due to visit Moscow first. That's lucky. It's always good to start off with a friendly, uh, with a friendly face. But even then, you have to wonder how they'll get in. Over what airspace? Are they all going in the same plane? How do they get from Moscow to Kiev safely? A guarantee from the Russians? A Russian escort? In Russia, the talks will go better. The Zambian leader might feel a little awkward. He's run for the presidency of his own country about six times before finally succeeding. So he knows what democracy is about, how hard it can be, how uncomfortable and how awkward. So he might feel a bit strange in the physical presence of the madman President Vladimir Putin, but the rest of them will feel at home, mostly because they all uh, want to rule forever, and Ramaphosa because the Russians are doing their best to keep the ANC financially viable until next year's elections, and possibly forever, because the ANC has no money to speak of anymore, and there are no signs it is of any use anymore to the tenderpreneurs that used to sustain it in the good old days. Putin will sit at the end of a long table and hear them out. He will not talk of losing Crimea or the Donbass. He will want Ukraine, the Ukraine, militarily and politically neutered. He might agree to a prisoner exchange and perhaps send home some of the Ukrainian children. He's kidnapped and taken back to Russia. There'll be drinky poos and pictures and the Africans will be on their way. What they do with this all is also unclear. Do they actually all meet up again somewhere and talk about a way forward or just agree on the ride out of Ukraine that at least they tried? Put Africa on the political map. Jolly good. What is actually going to happen is that the war inside Ukraine will intensify. It's going to get much worse before it gets better. The West has seen, if it wasn't sure before, that Putin's Russia is a new colonial power. His attempt to take Ukraine has already failed, and he's now trapped, sending Russian children into the trenches to die so he can save face. The Africans should be putting pressure on the invader, not downing stolies with him. The West... The Americans and the Europeans have learned hard lessons in the past year. The war, the invasion, will have changed everything, from the way they heat their homes to the value of the money in their pockets and the food they eat. The Africans seem to have learned nothing. Judging by Kumbuzo and Chauveni's visit to discuss quote general trends in the international security situation, i.e. somewhere in Russia, she couldn't give a flying fish about what lessons there might have been to learn. Oh, that's me. Thank you for joining me. 
I'll be back the same time next week, and I hope you are too. Bye-bye.